And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe fucking this. A little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. We're here. It's back. It's happening. How are you? I never really know how to start these things. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Questionable at Best for the first time or for the manyth time. If you are a, uh, a longtime listener of the QAB, <laughs> I'm sorry that I went away for a while. What happened? So much happened, you guys. I think the last episode I like read all this listener feedback and then I just got overwhelmed. That's the real truth of what happened. I was, it was a beautiful sunny day in Ottawa. I was sitting on the floor of my condo uh, the comedy condo over there, just trapped inside reading listener feedback. Yes, I put that on myself. Should I have? No. Anyway, here we are. So then, then I took like a month, many months long break because I was like, I can't, I don't. So I think we are never going to read listener feedback again, except for this one. Hang on. <laughs> just today, Nicole wrote me and she said, this is a completely selfish request, but your podcast always cheers me up. I hope whatever you're doing, it's awesome. But I hope you will also consider making your podcast again. No pressure. Hey, Nicole, we're doing it. Very well-timed message on your part. So is that enough of a, of a, of a hey, of an acknowledgement that we went away for a while, of a bit of a sorry? Hello, everyone. Hello. Let's just get into it, shall we? I, I, I do plan to be back weekly for the next little while, but who knows me and promises, hey? Also, listen, I should do a solo podcast pretty soon, huh? Just let you know where my head is at. It's not lost on me, the irony of me being like, hey, guys, let's build a community. And then you guys are like, yeah, let's do it. And then you send me a bunch of messages and then I freak out. This is just like being in a real relationship with me. You guys, a little bit of push, a little bit of pull, a little bit of come here, a little bit of go away, a little bit of please look at me, a little bit of stop looking at me. Hi, everyone. Okay. So, on this episode of the podcast, I spoke to Erica Sigurdsson. She is a comic based in Vancouver who is freaking awesome. She is absolutely so funny. And you know what? Just a kind person, just a generally fun gal. I was working with her at the Comedy Mix in Vancouver in June, I believe it was. And that's when we recorded this a couple of months ago. But you know what? I imagine she's still agonizing over the same life choices or lack of life choices. Well, I should just tell you, huh? We were wondering, she was wondering if she's going to regret not having kids. I, you know, that may or may not be an issue in your life, but you know what's fun? You know what's real fun? Listening to someone else agonize about their life for a while. Listen to someone else project into the future their possible regrets. Oh, it's refreshing. It's like taking a cool dip in someone else's anxiety. And she genuinely wants your feedback, you guys. So write to me. I'll pass it on to her. Write to me at deanne at nomoradio.com. After listening to this, do you think Erica is going to regret not having a kid? Let me know. Why shouldn't complete strangers weigh in on her life? There's no reason why not. The internet exists. Isn't that what we're all doing all the time? Speaking of the internet, find Erica out there. That's Erica with a C. That's Sigurdsson with a Sigurdsson. You'll figure it out. S-I-G-U-R-D-S-O-N. Sigurdsson. Um, she's of Icelandic heritage. So that's, that's that. The son of Sigur. Sigurd. Sigurd. Erica Sigurdsson. Do it. Find her on Twitter. Find her on Instagram. Find her wherever else. Tweet at her about her life choices. Let her know, you know, should she have kids? Should she not? She, she wants a kid. She wants a fully formed kid. Do you have an extra one that you want to give her? Do it. 
Yours is getting annoying, right? Just give it, hand it over to Erica. She'll, she will finish the job of raising that child for you. Okay, guys, let's get into it. I will talk to you again at the end of the episode. I'll tell you about my upcoming shows. How about that? Oh my gosh, you know what I should tell you? You guys know that I'm bad at self-promotion, right? I should tell you that um, I have an album coming out, you guys, a stand-up album of my stand-up comedy. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It is coming out on August 30th. I believe, fingers crossed. It was supposed to come out on August 16th and then I messed up a bit with some of the tech. Let's not get into it. I'm just, you know, I'm just a kid trying to act like an adult and I have problems with tech. Does anyone want to take over this part of my life? Please do, do it. I'll give you whatever percent of whatever you want. I don't even care. I just want to eat. I just want to eat and do comedy. And which, I, which, which, which you can help me eat if you buy my album. Buy my album. It's coming out on August 30th. Fingers crossed if it's all processed in time. Anyway, I'll put out another podcast on the exact day that it comes out um, because why not, right? And then whatever. So that's keep your bookmark your, I don't know, guys, August 30th. It would be a wonderful way to support me and the podcast because I make it for you all the time, guys. It's hours every week. It's hours. It's actual hours, guys. I'm not complaining. I don't mind at all. But you could buy it. It's like $10.99 US. Nothing. You got that. That's chump change to you. Chump change to you. A few cans of chickpeas to me. I need chickpeas to keep living. You guys want me to live, right? You want me to keep living? Okay. Okay. Let's listen to Erica. I'll talk to you guys after. The question is, are you going to regret not having kids? I pointed at you while I said that. Things got real intense. It did. And I was filled with fear immediately. (laughs) I don't know. I might. I might. This is a big question on your mind lately. It is. Let's talk through it. It's crazy. We don't have a ton of time because we're between shows at the Comedy Mix. Which is so apropos. It's like, we don't have a ton of time. We need to do this quickly. Let's get to the bottom of this. As per your uterus, <laughs> is ever, things are expiring as we speak. Um, yeah, it's funny because my, my set or my jokes so much revolve about not having kids and how I've never wanted to have kids. And now I'm like, ah, I'm 41. <laughs> What am I going to think in 20 years when I don't have kids? Well, do you feel like, do you feel your body calling for it? Do you feel a No, bite? no. Oh. I just so feel it's more like a... Intellectually, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm, I come from a Scottish Icelandic background. I feel like we're a very fertile people and uh, I could probably still get pregnant if I wanted to. Yeah. So it's like, it's literally like, I'm like, do I pull out the IUD and, but, ugh. It's not a reason to have a kid. No, it's not. Like just because. Listen, I hate to settle it this early in the podcast, but I think you're not going to regret it. I think if you have reached this age, living life happily, you know who you are. Yeah. You know whether or not you want kids. Yeah. Or is there, if we could play the percentages game, is there like, are you like, uh, 35% Mm. I want to have kids. Mostly I don't. Uh, I'm probably like, here's the problem. I'm. 86.4% I love my life I love doing whatever I want whenever I want Mm -hmm. traveling not being beholden I don't even I don't even have a plant like I have not I had a bag of avocados I bought at Costco (laughs) last week and I couldn't even keep them alive like I threw three away keeping them alive i'm sure you understand how avocados or human life works (laughs) they just slowly died in my kitchen i was like i should eat that or put it in a salad and i was like nah i can't be bothered would you say you don't feel responsible enough to have kids um no you're very responsible i am i'm very you were managing a mcdonald's when you were 15 yeah right I i was a swing manager at a very young age 
first assistant by 21. Don't want to brag. Um, please send letters to. Why do I know that fact about you? I don't know. It fits. It Somehow it fits. It's like, it does. This chick gets the job done. Yeah. She's reliable. And I was managing a Starbucks at like, like the manager of a Starbucks at like 24. And I think about that now. And I know, but it's like, it is, I'm running a business and hiring people and ordering (laughs) and interviewing women and men in their thirties that are coming. And I'm like, tell me about your, where do you see yourself in five years? And they're like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. How do you handle stress? Yeah. They're like, you're 24. Fuck off. Right. So I should never have asked you that. It's not about responsible or not responsible. No, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really love kids. I'm great with kids. I just, I think because my parents had a real like they probably should have divorced like six months before they met. So like growing up, it was like that whole it just seemed like a rip off. What do you mean six months before they met? They shouldn't have ever got married. <laughs> like they just it was very vol- like volatile sounds a bit extreme, but it mm-hmm. was just like my mom did everything. And that seemed like a rip off to me. Yeah. As a kid. Uh, yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah. I was like, like, I remember my mom, like she worked all day and then she made dinner and then like she would retile the bathroom floor like she made my grad dress and like also put in a new wall in the house like she she was she's so good at everything and she did everything and I remember just being like looking at my dad who was like if dinner's not ready don't say dinner's ready and I was like what the (sighs) fuck yeah yeah, my parents had the same exact thing. Yeah. And I remember being five, my job was to set the table and I would do it one by one. I remember circling the table and I would mm-hmm. do like, put the napkins, put the forks. I mean, I liked the job and I remember circling the table and my mom was making dinner and she was like, ask your father what he wants to drink for dinner. And I told her, I was like, I'm not going to have a husband. Like I just yeah. <laughs> stated it as a kid. Yeah. So I was like, this seems like a lot of work. This guy just loafs around. Yeah. I mean, he did go to work, but what did I know? I just yeah. knew that he was like stressed out and mom did everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, like, that was me. I was like this. I remember from a young age too being like, that's, this isn't for me. Like in grade four, somebody said, well, what are you going to, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I said, I don't know, but it's going to be big. (laughs) That was so dramatic. (laughs) Really? I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be big. I don't know what it is, but I just know I'm not going to be normal. And yeah, I just never wanted that. We have a lot in common. When I was that age, I wanted to be a judge. Ooh. I was like, I'm going to be a judge. Nice. And then later on, someone's like, you have to be a lawyer first. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm out. I did want to, I loved, I I wanted to be a lawyer. I really liked arguing. I th- always thought I was right. Um, but there was a lot of work involved with that. So I settled for comedy. Yeah, that was it. I just wanted to yeah. pronounce things yeah. as right or wrong. I right. think I landed in the right spot. Yeah. So you saw this vision of a family life in your, in your house growing up. Mm-hmm. Were you, what were you saying with that? Were you saying that? I was always about, I think because in my house, and this is probably why I'm a comedian, I think a lot of comedians have the same kind of story of like, there was a lot of stress and maybe arguing and fighting in the house. And my reaction was always to, I'm going to tell a joke or I'm going to try to make things better and smooth things out. And I kind of felt like once I grew up, I didn't want, I didn't want to be responsible for other people's emotions anymore. Mm. And that probably included kids. And I was just like, I, I, I can't be part of this. And also because I'm a type 1 diabetic and I saw Steel Magnolias like two years after I was diagnosed where Julie Roberts dies yeah. because she decides to have a baby and she's a type 1 diabetic. <gasps> okay. And in my head, I was always like, like when I was diagnosed like 31 years ago, it was like, 
you shouldn't have children. You're probably going to die young. Like, you're, d- don't get attached to your feet. They're getting amputated. Really? Oh, okay, God. I didn't know that. Yeah, like they they scare the shit out of don't you. Don't get attached to your feet. <laughs> Enjoy them while you got them, kid. Yeah, like I was 10 and they're like, so here's the thing. Um, you no longer can eat anything that you like and you have to inject needles into yourself. You probably shouldn't have a baby and also, you might go blind and your feet might get amputated. And I'm like, okay, good talk. <laughs> like, so, so I just... Maybe what is I, it about having a baby? It's very hard. It's very hard for... Um, it's, it's a lot of work for type 1 diabetics. It's a lot of stress. When you first get pregnant, um, you have really, really low blood sugars. Like, uh, okay. you can have seizures and, like, pass out. And then once you're, like four or five months you can you're resistant to insulin so it's almost like whatever you eat and they're telling you your blood sugars are high and so you're harming the baby and so and then sometimes your the pressure builds up and your vessels in your eyes can pop so now that I'm actually saying all this out loud it makes a lot of sense why I'm like yeah I'm not having a baby yeah it sounds like um, that solidified for you early. Yeah. And, and maybe you didn't go back and re-examine it. Yeah. And maybe I just, that's why I've chose, like if someone right now, if someone called me and they said, I I have a baby. It is fully formed. Mm-hmm. It's a born, it, it's, it's, here it is. Will you take and raise this baby? I would take it a hundred percent. Okay. Give me your baby. I will take it. Cause it's already, look at it. It's a baby. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. But, I I think maybe, yeah, having my own kid is like too freaky for me. That is a really strong statement. Yeah. You do want kids. Do I? Or do I just want the easy route out? (laughs) I want someone to hand me a baby. Listen. And then there's no decision made, (laughs) right? It's not easy though. Any baby that's been handed over, even if like, I don't know, I'm going to say this because I believe it to be true psychologically, but um, I have, my my listeners are very sensitive. (laughs) So guys, whatever, I'll talk to you about this in the intro or the outro, but, but I think that adoption is a really traumatic process for a baby. Any, I was just about to be like any baby that's handed over is coming with a host of like problems and issues. Yeah. Um, So I I wouldn't say it's the easy route. It's not the easy route. My sister has adopted three children Mm -hmm. that she got. Like they were five, like she adopted two at five and one at two. So yeah. these were fully formed children. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's Would you say that my bold statement is correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because they, they, it's just, yeah. it's a traumatic thing. To it be is a traumatic away. thing. I mean, maybe whoever's giving me their baby will hang around and do skin to skin and, and just like slowly wean <laughs> themselves hang out. Around and do skin um, to skin. With you, the baby's not involved. You could just use some comfort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's take off our Let's shirts take and our, touch. Our shirts and just cuddle, please. <laughs> um, but I guess the real the the real thing in my head is that right now I don't feel like a super like you know you hear women say like I always want to be a mother mm-hmm. I don't have that like I, I love children yeah and I love when a little kid throws their arms around you and like yeah. they snuggle but I've never had that drive of like I need to feel that but then I think like like recently I went to um, my husband's grandmother's um, scattering of her ashes mm-hmm. and all her kids and grandchildren were there and everyone was scattering her ashes on in the water and I remember I and I had this profound sadness of no one will ever do that for me because mm. I won't have children. And I was just like, 
And then they're like, well, you have nieces. And I'm like, let's be honest. They're going to pull, <laughs> yeah. pull over at the beach and chuck some ashes into them. Like, yeah. it's not going to be a whole thing. And that was a really weird thing that I was like, oh, my God, am I going to regret this decision? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Will I? I think it can't be underestimated that around age 10, you were told all these things about what it is to have type mm. 1 diabetes. And I think it makes sense that maybe you didn't even allow yourself to think about whether or not yeah. you wanted to have kids or to have that drive because it became, in your mind, an impossibility Yeah, at that age. And then I, you know, married. <laughs> Common law Erica married. Erica just winked at me. <laughs> I winked. Common law married yeah. um, a guy that has a child. So that pressure is taken off, right? Because he's already got a kid. Right. So, yeah, interesting. Okay. Mm. Inside the head of Erica Sigurdsson. Listen, because Dan I wish... Smith is cracking this case open. <laughs> uh, we are just... We're on top of I it, know. too. I wish we... Usually, we talk for like an hour and then I know. cut it down. We got 20 minutes to figure it out. Off the top, I was like, okay, it sounds like you shouldn't do it. And I'm like, sounds like you should. Yeah. And like, your, your sister knows the process. She can guide you through the adoption. There are fully formed babies out there that need you. I know. But there's also something I think, um, and, and this is the selfishness of procreation, right? Of seeing yourself and your partner in this child. Yeah. Of being like, oh my God, this kid would be so cute. And it would this and that. And my mother even said to me, because my sister has adopted children, mm-hmm. she said, oh, I realize now like my bloodline dies out. And I was like, wow, yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I never finished college. And also, <laughs> the babies. So, yeah, that's like a weird thing. I, you know, I kind of have this like urge. There's this little senior center that's quite close to my place. And I just want to go in there and talk to like these awesome ladies that are like 80 years old and be like, talk to me. Yes, do kids. it. Was it like, <laughs> you know, because they, they don't, because also, like, maybe they had three kids and they're all alone in the West End of Vancouver and nobody's visiting them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fuck those fuckers. I yeah. gave up all these good years of my life and nobody visits me. Or maybe there's like some woman that's like, I wish I had. Yeah. And then who knows? That's not a bad idea. I know, right? Oh, people go, love to tell their stories. Oh, they do. Get in there. And they also sometimes bake cookies. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I'm picturing a different type of old people's home where they're not allowed to use ovens. Uh, this isn't a home. This is like, so if you come to Car Free Days, okay. which is happening tomorrow, it, there's like this really sad slash awesome <laughs> mall across the street from my oh, house. wait, what's it called? Denman Place Mall. Yeah, I, I walked by it today. Yeah, where yeah. dreams go to die. It's like, <laughs> it's just like a couple weird stores. And I, every time I go in, I'm like, how are these staying in business? And But they have a senior center which it's like the seniors of the neighborhood just go and hang out oh, and okay. I don't know what they do there. They chat. All right. But I've always thought, man, if I want to talk to them, I could just pop in and be like, you, do you have a baby? Was it worth it? I think you should. Yeah. I kind of skipped over your partner's son. Cause you told me earlier mm-hmm. that he was kind of grown by the time you guys got together. Or? No, no, no. He wasn't grown by the time we got together. He was eight. when we oh. got together. He's grown now though. Right. He's a fully formed. I'm not allowed to adopt him. Do you feel like you raised him a bit? No? No, I feel like I was always very um, cognizant of not trying to be, because I was 25 when I met, like, I was like, yeah. I didn't, I never, I really, You already I had didn't. two sweet managing jobs under your belt. Whew. You knew how to handle situations. Oh, man, <laughs> I know. I, so much happened by the time I was 25. <laughs> I didn't, I never wanted to be like, hey, I'm this 
mom person. Right. It's like I was just trying to be the cool girlfriend type of situation. Right. I think I, I think I succeeded. But I mean, I've been around, I've been in his life, but mm-hmm. I, I would never, like, I, I don't think, I would never even say that I did any, I parented more of my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. who I also love. So will you regret, how did we even phrase the question? I don't remember. Will I regret? Will you regret not having kids? Will I kids? regret not having kids? And. Because that's a big gamble. Like. What's your gut response to that? If I ask you that right now, it's a yes, no question. Will you regret not having kids? What does your gut tell you? My gut tells me I'm, I will a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I will a little bit. But is that enough of a fear of regretting not doing it? Right. That's not a reason to have a baby. Like that's a reason you take a sweater to the beach. Like, you know, right, like right. You, it's like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and the part of the thing too with being a comic is like one of the it's also I was on the road all the time what am I going to do have a baby and take it on the road with me yeah maybe I know people do it people do it I always it's excuses I was talking about this with my girlfriend today actually because I've gone through a period of I don't know I didn't I never had like a strong drive to have kids Um, I love kids and Mm -hmm. I'm really good with them I used to nanny I love hanging out with them I'm like I'm I'm the weirdo where I often think that I'm glad I'm a woman because when kids are around, even in public, we just like we catch eyes, eyes and we make friends immediately. Yeah. And I'm, I've been like, man, if I but if I was a 40 year old dude mm-hmm. making eyes at this baby, this would be a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would be like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Move on. We need to change society. Yeah. That, that aside. So I have this girlfriend now. She's 10 years younger. And so having kids is on the table again because it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm farming that stuff out. I don't even have to worry yeah, yeah. about my old web cobwebby uterus <laughs> i got some young thing ready to yeah. go so we were talking today and i'm um, jokingly i'm kind of pushing her like i keep going 2020 we're doing it we're yeah. doing it in 2020 because i'm saying like well after that i'm gonna be too old to like want right 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 an infant yeah um i forget where i was going with this was just to tell you about my own journey with kids having them regretting them it's it's all back on the table again and i'm excited about it in a way that i don't think i ever was before right but so I was willing. You definitely want to have kids. I do. She does. I just want it probably sooner than she does. But I was willing to let that whole thing go. Mm-hmm. And I did reach a point, like before I met my girlfriend, where I let it go. And I was okay with that. Right. I didn't think that I would regret it so much. I could, could just in the way that I guess life unfolds and you can't. I was going to say you can't regret it. That's not true. I'm old enough now to have a few regrets. Yeah. I'm not. But I, I mean, even I think like people always say that they're like, you're going to regret it. I, I don't think it's going to be a throw myself on the ground, crying my head off for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It might be like, man, that would, that would have been nice because I do. I mean, I know right now, like if, if I, you know, found out I was pregnant I would be I would be super excited yeah and slash frightened because kids spend a lot of their time on the ground and sitting cross-legged on the floor now at 41 is one of my worst fears um (laughs) trying to be on the ground oh it just hurts so much (laughs) I'm like I don't want to sit on the ground don't make me sit on the ground can we sit on a stool one of my worst fears my baby will be on a stool at all and that's the thing I'm like you know like oh man there's so many things like just sitting cross-legged with your baby i'm like i don't want to do that it hurts my knees (laughs) so 
that's that's gonna be a fun motherhood journey. I guess I'm looking for a poll. Can we do a poll? Can people just yeah, of in? course, yeah. This yeah. is a very uh, active podcast. I'm active of the listener essence. base. Like guys, write me. You know how? Deanne, no more radio. Com. Tell Erica. Will she regret not ha- not having it? Yeah, I would love to hear some real like. Because it is such a thing as like, I know there's some people that are like, I never want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And people always try to talk them out of that. And I, res- I'm, and that's annoying. It's mm-hmm. like, if you never want to have kids and people are like, you're going to change your mind. No, let them, they, they're solid on it. Just like some people always want to have kids. Yeah. But then there's people like me that are like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I like them and they'd be cute and, yeah, you know. I think sometimes people like that, they end up having kids when, um, you know, birth control methods have failed or whatever. Right. And then they're like, yeah, that worked. Yeah. Cool. I I made the mistake of having such a good, <laughs> like an IUD is just so good. It's so 99%. Because you're responsible. You don't have to remember to take a pill. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell you, I don't know if I've told uh, the podcast listeners this before, but it was so interesting to me. So I've been pretty gay for a pretty long time. And then at the end of my 20s, early 30s, a thing happened to me and my body that had never oh. happened before, where I was all of a sudden like, oh, men. Really? That handsome gentleman. He's <laughs> not so bad. And like men were on my radar for maybe like four years. I never really pursued anything. Right. But I, for the first time ever, was like, yeah, I think I want some of that. And I think it was just my biology. Oh, right. Um like- and I mean, well, I don't know. This is too much to go into. We got to go back downstairs and do a comedy show. I know. So I'm not discounting uh, flexible sexuality and yeah. all that kind of stuff and fluidity. But it was really interesting because it was so strong and it just lasted a few years. And I think it was really my biology going like, now's the time. Yeah. If we're going to get pregnant, you, you let's do this. this right now. Yeah. Interesting. And then it faded and then it went. So I, I feel like I had had like a strong biological call to have right. children but then it faded yeah yeah and that's kind of freaky to me just in the way where people are like you know i really want to have kids i really want to have kids and part of me is like just wait three years yeah you you might not want to this this could pass yeah it's like when you think you're gonna throw up and you're like (laughs) you don't need to go to the bathroom right now just lie down have a glass of water and you will feel better in a second yeah but that's funny because it's like the the time that you're most fertile to get pregnant is when you are least you know like 16 17 18 mm-hmm. it's like this is not a good time in anyone's life nowadays like yeah back in the day sure do it you're gonna be dead by 32 but now it's like oh god like when i see young people get married and have kids by like 26 i'm like oh my god see i think that's the way to do it i think get your starter marriage and your starter kids yeah. out of the way because you have all the energy do it when you're 20 i, I really know. believe this but and then no. by the time you're 30 you get like a cool nine-year-old you're divorced you're back out on the town nine-year-old's got a babysitter and or is watching themselves and then you have a second baby at 40 to keep you young <laughs> is this how this goes i don't think you need to have that second baby okay. i think you've done the hard yards you did it when you were young and energetic now you're back out there yeah because there's a real like a lot of my friends not a lot i most of my friends haven't had kids it's funny even like my two best friends um who like we went to high school together none of us got married like legally married none of us have had a wedding and then my one friend who got pregnant with my goddaughter but like wasn't she was like oh shit like look 
like it wasn't a planned thing mm-hmm. right like so it was like we were like the unmarrying three <laughs> like yeah. we just didn't that wasn't in the cards and then i've got a lot of comedian friends who don't have kids and but my friends from high school their kids are all graduating now and i'm like they're like free and i'm like hey i wonder if i should start this race that right you guys just got through it yeah. sounds crazy forget it i think about that i just too. want a dog that's true <laughs> i just want a dog i think you should have a baby all of a sudden yeah. well i mean i want your health to be okay yeah no, it would be fine we've got some great um diabetic midwives here yeah in, uh, vancouver okay so they so monitor great. things children's hospital has a children and women's uh has a great program oh see gosh. i've looked into all this, this well then if be... you're not gonna die i think you should do this yeah okay Tune in my one year from now when my, I have a baby. Yeah, I will. My girlfriend, who is uh, beautiful, just a beautiful genetic specimen, uh, Swedish Finnish. So Ooh. you mentioned Icelandic earlier. Yeah. Her mom had her. Her mom had her at age forty. Okay. So no problem. You're off. Yeah, it all turned out great. Halle Berry and I'm practically a genetic copy. Uh, had a baby at forty six. Halle Berry. Yeah. A baby. She had a baby at forty six. I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's also a type two slash possibly type one diabetes <gasps> diabetic. Um, she has diabetes, but it in the news it keeps going back and forth whether she's type one or type two. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. <laughs> it's an inside diabetes thing. I think you know what. Yeah. Damn it, we got to get back down there soon. We do. Um, I I really wish that we could talk longer about this, but I also feel like I've settled it. If you want to take a poll, I think yes, you will regret not having kids. Okay. More like, not even that. I don't even want to phrase it that way. I think you actually do want to have kids. And I think you got scared when you were younger and you've carried it with you. And haven't, All these years? Yeah. Haven't necessarily re-examined. Okay. We should probably call Jay and tell him about this. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> there's all these listeners out there that are like, he has no idea. But you have these friends uh, with grown kids. They can look after the baby every once in a while. Right? They want a little bit of like... Responsibility? Yes. They want that, that fun... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They want to look after your baby and yeah. not have the responsibility of it. Jay exactly. doesn't need to worry. No, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's also easier to, you're not allowed dogs in my apartment building, but they're not allowed to say you can't have babies. So <laughs> that is also a plus. <laughs> yeah, sneak that baby in under the radar. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to go get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, awesome. We solved it. We Thank did you it. so much for hanging out. This was like full circle. We did it. Okay, guys, I sprung this on her like I have never sprung this on anyone. We got to go and she is she's ready. I'm so ready. I'm very excited about I'm this. So ready. What are you going to teach us? Okay, well, uh, because I travel a ton with um, my job as a comedian, but I also love Netflix, Apple TV and Google Chrome. Uh, I'm a pretty tech wizard at setting up my own Internet connection and my own um, uh Netflix on the hotel's television. Oh my gosh. Tell so, us okay, so you get a D-Lake router and you plug it in, you get your laptop, you sign on to the hotel's Wi-Fi, then go to your router, hook that in, then now you got your own your own private Wi-Fi. Dismantle on I don't the even know what that part means. Hook okay. that in. Well, you got to go to D-Link and then it it'll 
we don't walk, I'll you, walk through you through it. it in like a video, but it's very easy. Okay. And then you just have to unscrew the hotel's um, stupid who's paying. Nobody's paying nineteen ninety nine for movies anymore. Right. Who are we kidding? Uh, you just disconnect that, plug in your Google Chrome or your Apple TV. Oh, my God. And now you turn on the TV. You've got your own secure Wi-Fi network and you got your own set up and while I'm on the road I've got pictures of my family and friends scrolling across the TV screen this is amazing it's a beautiful thing I should do a little how to because yeah. I realized as I was saying that D-Link thing I was like I'm losing some people they're like what I know me or you're like and you just hook that in I'm like I don't even know what that means <laughs> hook that in okay yeah. wow yeah it's uh it's made traveling so much better you're a goddamn genius I do my best I yeah. do my best thank you so much you're welcome so that was it guys we did it um big thank you to erica for being on the podcast what a wonderful person hey as long as we're doing thank yous let's do the usual the usuals paula flalo for being the producer of this whole thing and and then making this happen mike carozza did the intro and outro music which you're listening to right now charlie sneaker made the beautiful cartoon associated with this podcast patrick world made the learn a thing theme song and everything is Raymond which you're going to hear at the end have you guys missed it I've missed it and me I'm Deanne Smith I have upcoming shows stand up shows in Toronto I'm part of JFL 42 pretty big deal you guys come to that JFL 42 go to JFL42.com if you're in Toronto if you're anywhere near just come buy a pass it's the best I'll tell you more about it next time also Solomon and Smith is back at Bad Dog Theatre on September 19th that is also in Toronto Montreal my friends I will be there at the Comedy Nest September 16th and 17th oh and also 15th and of course the album coming out tell it to my balls okay guys oh hey bye thank you so much thank you guys for listening thank you for listening hit me up at deanna at no more radio if you want to no more radio.com <laughs> i forgot how to do this Raymond, even me. <laughs> That's because everything.